he got there and was confused and like I don't I I'm angry and I want to I want to fight but I don't know if I know how to fight so What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's Hitting the High Notes, um, a boxing edition boxing edition of Hitting the High Notes, Chess Talk. It is I, I am here. You can find me on the Twitterverse, uh, Twitterverse uh, at Jazz High Notes. That's at Jazz High Notes. And um, uh, you know what? We have um, an interesting show today. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff to digest. Let's get right to it. Let's bring him in. He's back. He's the Squatches of Dragons. Um, uh, and, um, uh, you know, a, a procurer of MySpace. Um, uh, welcome, uh, Dragon's Watchback. What's up, Logan? It, it feels very weird. I feel, feel very naked. I feel very vulnerable. I'm not used to being here alone at first. Uh, I need, I'm used to having Jerry Bear's warm touch, his buffer zone. Yeah, so this you, is, you, you know it all too well. You know it all too well. Um, so I I've, mean, seen, I've seen a lot of Taylor, I've seen a lot of Taylor Swift references today and I don't know what any of it means. I'm no longer in that, in that group. So, well, yeah, that's, that's what I say. Like we, we got a jazz game and you know, we, on this podcast, we just got, sometimes I, I, I do something that's journalistically incorrect. Like I, I bury the lead. Like sometimes I save the best for last, like and in podcasting or in, in news t- uh, telling storytelling, you want to start with your best stuff. So I'm going to ask you for your advice. With uh, the the basically the two big news stories of the day, do we start with um uh, that MySpace might be coming back in some way, or um uh, Taylor Swift releasing her new album tonight on Spotify? Oh, definitely MySpace. MySpace. I I, I thought oh, you'd yeah. be MySpace. Oh, hold wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. Sorry, the producer is telling me no, there was a jazz game tonight, and we should talk about that because some things happened to that apparently. So, um, oh. I guess the the big thing is about um uh, that happened in uh, the jazz game. Um, the Jazz um, uh, just got their asses handed to them uh, versus the Pacers. Or um, uh, there was a big, um, uh, as you called it, a hug fight. So Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a hug fight. A hug um, fight, yes. Um, what do you think that, what do you think is the bigger story? Are the Jazz getting just the, 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 the doors, um, uh, uh, the roof blown off their doors? Or um, uh, do you think um, uh, it was sort of the, the tough tuffle at the end there? What do you want to start with? I mean, I think I think that Rudy is. I think Rudy's little fight, if we can call that, pretty well, pretty well, perfectly encapsulates what's happened. It feels like it was something I mean, that wasn't really anything. It, it felt like it was fearless and and it felt like it was fake fighting. Yeah, then uh, you know, I, I knew you were gonna be that. Fake effort. Like, yeah. So let's let's start there. So the the fearless fight from Rudy Gobert. So um, we'll get into what the Jazz did against Pacers, but it, it kind of mounted up to this in the last four minutes of the game. Uh, Rudy goes up for a shot. Miles Turner's. You know, I guess in the stat sheet we'll get a block. I guess um, uh, it looked like a foul, and um, uh, you know there was some, uh, you know, they, they were throwing gasoline on the fire there, but uh, the referees didn't call it. As he goes down, Rudy Gobert um, sort of pulls on Miles Turner to bring him down, and um, uh, that really started the bad blood between the two. Um, and you know, we knew this. Tr- we knew it was trouble when they walked in, and Rudy pulls. <laughs> Miles Turner, <laughs> Turner down, and I'm um, uh, you know they get get up, you know Rudy wants to foul. Turner kind of gives him um uh, you know, uh, I would I would say maybe it was an eighth of a Jokic uh, hip check, or whatever that was, and uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was it was more slight for sure. Yeah. So uh, after that, um, uh, things got a little crazy, and uh, as you described, it was a hug fight, right? And like it was just one of the things that like 
so the NBA, you know, it's not the '90s anymore, right? We're not going to see, you know, Jeff Van Gundy on the floor being drafted. But you know, as much as we want to see it, like I mean, man, how awesome would that be to see Quinn Snyder on the floor or in the middle of a scrum trying to trying to fight these guys? Um, but we don't see that really anymore. You know, ever since they've kind of cleaned that up. And yeah, it was it, it was it was weird and confusing because it like there's a lot of the fake the fake tough guy stuff in the NBA, right? Like the hold me back, bro. Like there's a whole lot of that. Like we, we kind of saw with this, the Jimmy this, Butler. This, this, yeah, this one, this one, this one. These guys are really going at it, and Ru- I, I guess I, I tip my cap to Rudy for for going after him. But then it's almost like he didn't know what to do, so he was he was trying to stand up for himself, right. but he didn't. Know. He got there and was confused, and like I don't, I, I'm angry and I want to, I want to fight, but I don't know if I know how yeah. to fight. So you, you, I mean, like was, we we know he boxes from his Instagram <laughs> posts, right? Like, well, it looks like that, that's a boxing looks. That like, is right? a boxing hug, right? And so. I mean, you you can't throw punches anymore. Like that that's like that's a bunch of games if you throw a punch. So I guess in one and you can say in one hand, cooler heads prevails. But like he also wants to get a physical in, into a physical altercation. Um, so he kind of it almost looked like he was going to try the UFC takedown. Like you know, kind of grab and then he spun him a little bit. Um, call it what you want. Um, I don't know. Like it's just. It, it, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, how how do you feel about what happened there? It was it was very Rudy Gobert. I guess that's the best way I can describe <laughs> it. Like, I don't really like his his heart and his intentions were in the right place, but he really physically didn't know what he was doing when he got there. Um, but I, I do. I am glad he. I'm glad he stuck up for himself. I'm glad he. And he, he's definitely not without faults because he's 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 a, you know, he he pushes buttons a little bit too now. Who did who did what first? Is Rudy really strong to pull someone down by? A finger on the pants. I don't know. It's it, it all goes back and forth. They, you know, they they both went at it. And my favorite part of the whole thing was I don't have I don't really usually watch with this with the with the uh, with the volume on. I don't usually typically have it on. And we're kind of like winding down from dinner and getting ready for bed. And like Aria like looks up at the screen and like asks why all the men are hugging each other. <laughs> um, and so it got my attention. And we were paying attention. I mean, it was it, it definitely got heated. You know, I, I do love. I do love Joe coming in and, and throwing a bow, throwing a little forearm to to uh, forearm Turner shooter, as well yeah. as knocking the referee over. Yep. And then and, something and, got Donovan. I, I, I don't think I've seen it yet. I haven't read it anywhere on Twitter, but what got Donovan so pissed off, I'm not sure who he was going after, but he was. That's a center, man. Was, That's a center. That's his teammate. <laughs> he some people had said, though, that he and Miles Turner were good friends or something, though. So I don't know. But he yeah. was, I mean, Donovan was definitely pissed off. He was, oh, yeah. he was hot. He was hot. Uh, I, I did ha- not. I, I was not surprised to see Joe out there in the middle of it. I mean, that was like exactly <laughs> what we expected from Joe Ingles, right? Like he was, yeah, he, was he was getting the, sne- the, the sneaky shoves in, and like it was. Uh, uh, all that all they're ever going to be is mean, and uh, I mean Don. Like I mean, I think Halloop I'm a tweet out something like um, uh, Don was doing what Jimmy Butler thought he was doing, you know, um, uh, like just kind of getting like fierce in there, and um, yeah, uh, it, it is one of those things that. If it wasn't, if it was a close game, if it was a one point game, um, with four minutes left, does this happen? Like, because it, it seemed to me like uh, the Jazz were, you know, they kept trying to make comebacks, but um, I think I'm uh, uh, Bruno Stars. I'm uh, gets it, has said, you know, being down nine points to a Rick Carlisle team is like twenty points down to a regular team, and um, yeah, like I'm a, if it was a close game, it, they were down by ten at that point. I want to say, and. Would they have done it if there was? Yeah, it was. It was it definitely, definitely the late the late game ejections did not cost them the game. There, there's yeah. been a little bit of that floating out on the Twitterverse that it was, you know, officiating whatever. I mean, but it had nothing to do with it. That, that was 
that game was rough pukey from start to finish. It was just not a pleasant game. And I think I tweeted out it was a scheduled it was a scheduled Pacers loss. No, uh, yeah, and I, I got, do I have? I think when we talk about um, the Jazz part and and failing this game, you know, because I mean, when the when the excuses don't work for you, you know, it's easy to make an excuse to lose to the Magic, like oh, you know, all these games or whatever. But when the the shoes on the other foot, man, it is it, it's it's pretty bad, um, you know. And yeah, it, it didn't cost the Jazz the game. And they, you know, they kind of did what they did. And, you know, I mean, Rudy saw red, right? And uh, in the post-game press conference, um, uh, they were kind of pointing the finger at each, each other. Um, and, and Rudy had even kind of said, you know, in the press conference, Rudy actually was saying stuff like he would, he's not going to fight in the basketball court, but, you know, you want to go outside. Uh, I thought that was kind of, kind of funny. I was, I was like, oh, Rudy's just kind of challenging people to, parking lot brawls but they they were both like saying look what you made me do you know they're they're pointing the rest look what you made me do because the rest um, lost control of that game um I, I thought it was interesting it's just one of the things that the fight happened yeah, maybe, because maybe 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 that wasn't one of the downfalls i've heard that before too i've seen that tweeted out from I've, and i've seen i saw yeah i saw gets it say the same thing and i saw the press conference said and maybe it's just me needing to watch the volume on because with the volume off you don't get to hear the crowd and the commentators commenting i was just watching the game i guess i don't see that's what everyone's telling us that they're just letting it get too chippy and out of hand but i just i guess i just don't see it that often i don't know there's some games you watch and it feels overly physical um but it seems like it's, it's a complaint that they have on the season and i think it's tied to the fact that they're trying not to let the offensive players get away with as much and they feel like they've overcorrected right yeah, and uh, uh, let him get away with too much, and I, I don't really mind it because even today, like that was still soft. Like that was still soft. Like yeah. let's just call it what it is. Like that's that was still soft. Like if you did that at a rec game, or if you did that in the old NBA, or any, I won't be that guy. I won't be the old guy, but that was it was still super soft. These guys are soft. That's my that my take on it. Um, if 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 this is what we get in place of the James Harden, um, uh, Trey Young nonsense that is disgusting basketball. I'll take this trade, and we all know it's not going to stay this way. By the time the season's over, uh, James Harden's going to be getting his shitty foul calls in the in the in the NBA Finals against the um, I don't know who's it going to be the Golden State Warriors. So <laughs> yeah. it, it'll all it'll all be returned back to normal by then. So we can all just relax and stop doing it. The, the bigger thing to me is just the. Oh, it's been a weird week for fights. I thought for sure we were going to get able to touch on the Jokic thing and, and dig into that one, but then Rudy Rudy yeah, just right. said, I, Rudy, <laughs> Rudy was trying to say hold my beer, but it was more like hold my ginger ale. It wasn't like really – he tried to do his best, but wasn't quite able to to get it done. But uh, Right, with the, the Jokic brothers versus the Morris brothers in a tag team match apparently. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got the Jokic brothers. Yeah, so, squarely uh, on that one. I mean, but I mean, them, them creating them creating a Twitter account strictly to respond to the Morris brothers—that was one amazing. All time greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> At Jokic brothers, oh man! Yeah. I mean, the sparks are flying. The sparks fly, you know. And um, I think it's so hilarious that because uh, like we saw, I mean, Jokic. I mean, that was that's a real because number one, he's a big guy. And that that was definitely not a hug fight, you know. Uh, he he gave no. a, 
he gave uh, the the clothesline from hell basically to uh, to uh, whatever Morris. I don't even know what Morris it was. Uh, I don't know um, which one it is either. Yeah, Marquise. Yeah, <laughs> and that guy, that guy's um, uh, rolling around on the floor like um, uh, he was, um, uh, you know, closing from hell, basically. Yeah, so. he he crumbled, he crumbled like Marquise, that's for sure. Yeah, basically. Um, and you, you, you know me. You grew up with me, and you watched me play. You, you played, you played ball with me. Like I was, I'm 100 percent Jokic in that situation. I know I'm wrong. I know that I'm not correct, and I might <laughs> apologize for it a few days later or an hour later. But like I, I'm, I'm all in on what he did. Like that was just. <laughs> You have to like the, the the play before that was ridiculous. Marquise was definitely um, Marquise was definitely not the man in that situation. So yeah, yeah, and I, and I just don't. Uh, I don't know. I thought I loved every second of it, but it was interesting to watch the the holier than now high ground. I, I guess I shouldn't have expected something different from Twitter. That was exactly the responses. Everyone calling out people. I'm so I'm so surprised and, dis- and disappointed in the in the people supporting Jokic. Do you know? I mean. First of all, did you see what happened before that? Second of all, um, like we're talking about the Morris brothers, and those those same <laughs> people, those same people will really come to defend um, uh, Rudy and Don and Joe in the same situation. So you know, it's yeah. it's because I, I tweeted something out. Uh, just sometimes I try to call out or like try to troll hypocrisy, and it was about Hassan Whiteside, and just like you know, these are these are this is the same Hassan Whiteside for years that Jazz fans were bashing on. And, um, you know, is it, then people, you know, actually kind of, you know, I don't get a lot of engagement on Twitter, but people were like, oh, you know, some people were just like, well, you know, um, uh, you know, the jazz made it better. And I, I was like, oh, okay, well, I think that's bullshit. You know, like, I was like, oh, oh, really? The jazz, the jazz staff in one, uh, Austin has magically made us on white side, um, uh, six man of the year candidate. I'm like, I just think that cause, but there are other people who were like, you know, Hey, we support our guys or, you know, whatever. And I think, I'm like, all right, cool. As long as you admit it, as long as you can admit that that's where your anger comes from or, and, and, and your hatred comes from, I'm cool with that. As long as, as long as you can see it, that's fine. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird place to come from. Cause it seems like cross the line. It seems to go from like, I've got plenty of players that I don't like or teams that I don't like, but it doesn't, I don't know. It's just, it's just strange to the level it gets taken to. Cause it's just, Anyone who dares challenge super our, Lord, our, our Lord and Savior, Rudy Gobert, I mean, the, the line goes to Tom Whiteside. He was the first one, right? And I mean, then it was yeah. Miles. It was, then it was Miles Turner, which I joked about. Then it was Ben Simmons, who yeah. also had plenty of his own juice. But anyone who – we haven't heard anything about uh, Donovan and uh, Booker. Is Booker not playing this year? What's the story with that? <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen any. <laughs> no, the Suns the sons, I mean, have won like five in a row or something like that too. But, yeah, the Suns have kind of gone back to, back to their – Obscurity, except for their um, uh, uh, their Sarver stuff. So, um, yeah, very much not obscurity in that perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did Sarver's wife text you too? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you and you, you and Earl Watson or whoever yeah, else oh, it yeah. was, or Earl the Pearl, uh, once the jazz man, right? Um, yeah, and like I mean, your tweet today was really, really on the nose about that. Like, you know, can't wait for Miles Turner to be backing up. Rudy Gobert in three years for the Jazz because it, it really is the same. Yeah, and, that, that was that was that was pre that was pre fight though. So. Yeah, that was pre fight and, and like well, I mean today in the press conference, uh, the post game press conference, Malcolm Brogdon, one of the one of the Pacers players. I hope I'm not just picking somebody out. I think it was Malcolm Brogdon, but when it came out today, he was just like, hey, well, you saw the the, the very best some uh, defensive player on the floor today. I guess the second best player. I was like, oh boy, and you know now it's. <sighs> Like here we go again. Dot gif gif. You know, 
Yeah, and I think the Pacers tweeted out a, a picture of the Miles Turner block, and so Jazz fans are collectively losing their minds. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, Welcome, Pacers, to I, – I think I need to write an article about, like, um, who are actually um, rivals of the Jazz, and the Pacers, you know, went from, you know, not being listed at all to, like, top 15, I guess. So, <laughs> in one yeah, night. Between, between, yeah, my, I mean, Miles Turner from a couple of years ago, and that he makes his, his triumphant return to the conversation. Yeah. Obviously, the fight tonight breaking Donovan Mitchell's leg. Yeah, exactly. Last season, and that, that, but that, they, are, yeah. they are the gift. They are the gift that brought us uh, Dwayne Wade, though. So <laughs> that is the same game. A very good memory. That is the same game. I'm, I'm just I'm, bummed that we didn't get an announcement that that Shaq was part owner of the team today. So uh, yeah. well, it can't be Shaq because he owns the Kings. So it has to be uh, Charles. Yeah, Charles Kenny the Jet Vernon Maxwell. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, know if Vernon has. I don't know if Vernon has the capital, but uh... <laughs> uh, he just needs to get out of the woods. So, um, well, you know this the Jazz game against the Pacers, and I mean the Magic. The, these are all these are all just pictures to burn, basically, because um, the Jazz. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of Taylor Swift references in here. It's from like a lifetime ago, so I definitely get them. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes you just you, you just let the you just let the bit go as far as you can, and until people. I don't, just but hate I don't. It. I really don't. I don't know what what's what 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 has she done? Why are we? What, what what's so relevant from about what her under, now? From what I understand, right, is that um, she and her whatever record company from before when she made all these like huge hits, right? Um, for some reason, she wasn't getting paid or something where she basically didn't own her songs. And uh-huh. she was like, fuck that. She's Taylor Swift. She's, you know, more powerful than, you know, 99% of the people in the world. So apparently she started re-recording a bunch of her songs that are now releasing, re-releasing, excuse me, her songs that are like, you know, quote, unquote, Taylor's versions. Um, and I'm going to say something that's probably going to get me canceled, but... Nobody listens to this podcast anyway, so who cares? But um, the problem is for me is that I don't necessarily understand the differences between the two songs. Like she she did Fearless like I don't know a year ago, six months ago, sometime in the pandemic when time wasn't real. But she released re released Fearless under her own version, and I want to say the song was Wildest Dreams, and I I don't know what the difference was. So maybe she's re re releasing them with. No differences, but now she owns them. So anyway, that and then anyway, genius, today, genius, genius. Yeah. Get the people to pay for your product twice. Yeah, she's releasing. I mean, but are we paying for it? Like, you know, it's, it's on Spotify. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know how people make money anymore. So I don't keep up with that. Um, you, my ex would look. Here's the thing. I like Taylor Swift. I, I think she she produces a lot of bops, um, a lot of the stuff that I listen to, and I don't read. I don't like listen to it a lot anymore. But you know, I I would sing a lot of them. Songs some. Uh, um, in uh, 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 karaoke and stuff. So yeah, I, I I do like her songs. I think she's catchy. I don't really care about her personal life. Like it doesn't really matter to me. But um, yeah, she would always bring up that. Like, did you hear what Taylor did? I'm like, no. But does she still write really cool, catchy songs? Cool. So anyway, she re-released Red tonight at midnight Eastern. So people have been kind of talking about that. Anyway, there's the theme of the podcast, by the way, folks. So. Um, yeah, well, well you, def- you definitely checked that box. So we, did get it out, we did get it out of the way. But, 
I am. And we, we, covered, we covered the fight. I just, I guess I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on the, the current state of the team. It's one of those things I've like, I knew we talked about it tonight, but I can't really wrap my mind around you on, on the last episode. I wasn't able to join you, but you did, you did quote me very, very well. Go. I know you guys already hit this once and it feels like a lifetime ago, but the heat game is the, t- the type of game that got me yes. irritated, irritated because that's, you know, I don't remember the last time we beat like a great contender on the road. Um, or and just a great it's, contender, it's like, it's, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's just copy and paste the same old. And, and I'll say, especially we beat some good teams at home. It's just on the road. You want to go in and, and win one, a big game that feels like a big collapse, you know, right. A big, a big clash. And it just, there's always some excuse. There's always some reason. And, uh, it's just, Hey, great fight. No, I don't want to, I don't really, first of all, let's really dive into the fact they're down by 19 and made like one of those like big runs. It's like, did you really get back into it or like, did they let up the gas? So I don't, I mean, I don't really want to say it was a close loss. It was actually more of an ass kicking with like, a couple minute lapse of judgment by Miami from my perspective, but either way, I don't care how you look at it. That's a, those are the disappointing losses that I, I wanted to see if we would pick them up. But the thing that's weird, and I think you guys may have touched on this too. And I think that the Orlando game and the Pacers game now show this. It's just, I don't know. Um, I don't know where this team is. It's confusing. I don't think we, everyone keeps saying we, you know, the Jazz are this and this. And I think this is a direct quote from you on the last pod. The Jazz are this and this and this, and they haven't played well yet. I'm beginning to wonder, like, <laughs> are we going to play? Can we still count right. on that? It's you, just been, you're it's wondering been... if I'm, uh, the Jazz are going to shake it off at some point. And... Yeah, I would absolutely shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, um... I think I'll, I'll probably slow down now. <laughs> I have to force a lot of them in there. Um yeah, so I'm impressed by the, I'm impressed by your role, your Rolodex and your ability to pull. The, I I mean the, I the, I did the lyrics so often. I did have a whole bunch in my head already. Like I knew I was gonna do this, but anyway, um, yeah, like so because that that's hard. Because uh, um, all right, they lose that Miami game on the road. They probably weren't favored, or I don't. I think that like the only game of the season they weren't favored. Everybody's like, oh, the Warriors. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played outside of California. Yada yada yada, but they're ten and one, um, and that's all true. But then you know, look at the Jazz, and it, it doesn't really matter because like they, they do they they lost that 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 was like their first big game because people are like, oh, who's the who have the Warriors really played? But like, who have the Jazz really played? You know, uh, they played Jokic. The Jazz they, they, haven't really played. They haven't really played anybody. When they, they played they a do, Nuggets without. Yeah, they played a Nuggets team with uh, with half a Jokic, right? So um, and no Murray. Yeah. And. So they they lose to a, a really good Miami Heat team that was one of their first tests of the season. Obviously lost that, but then they go and they they lose to the Magic team, and you know then the excuses are oh you know they haven't been at home at all in the past month, really rough road trip, yada yada yada. And that's you know what if, you, if that's an excuse that we can use, and that if that's an excuse that um, uh, makes you feel better, and that's okay. But then you got to understand that the Jazz just lost at home. To a Pacers the team, Pacers who, in yeah, the same situation that that were on a quote unquote mountain, back to back. The Jazz had last night off, and you couldn't tell. And so now you have that. Uh, in the end, for like, me, like the fourth fourth game of like a Pacers road trip too. Yeah. I think when I looked at the schedule, because so I could send out my sneaky snarky condescending tweets. I did a little right. bit of quick research to see if it had been a long road trip, and it had. This was our last getaway game. That's right. that's some of the. Like I said, some of the David James, because uh, uh, yeah, Monica, right. last game, last game of a road trip. You don't da- care. It doesn't David matter. James? It's a god, it's oh, a god DJ, damn. Yeah. 
DJs. It's, 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 I always I, I blame him for every stupid thing. It's probably not his fault. He's just the back, he's the back to back guy. But I like I like to just blame him for all the dumb takes. David Locke is probably equally as guilty. Uh, but uh, did it. But yeah, yeah like it's, I'm just, a, it's just just weird. It is. It is. And ultimately, like I think I I do get to the point of like, you know what? These games don't fucking matter. Nothing. Like I really don't think one game at a two and you know it might matter in a tie like it's not gonna really like the jazz aren't gonna worry about a tiebreaker with the pacers most likely it's not gonna come up you know they're not gonna worry about a, a tiebreaker with the magic so i mean each game is weighted one eighty second and some games are maybe slightly more important but at the end of the day you know the jazz we talked about it at the beginning of the year we don't care what happens in the regular season this 82 game season i mean it's so long and we, what we found out last year, like it doesn't matter that much. You can you can have the best record, you can have home court advantage of the thing, and you can still lose in the second round. I just want to know if this team is built for the, those those the playoffs now. Like we talked about it, we you know we say it, and now we have to. I I've said it, so I'm gonna try to own it. Like I'm not gonna freak out, but it is concerning to lose to the fucking Magic and the Pacers when you shouldn't be when you shouldn't lose. Like you know, I, I tweeted out same old Jazz because like, these are games that. A few years ago, I would say, you know, these are games I think the Jazz could lose. And then after last year, I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe they've turned the corner. These are games that they shouldn't lose because they didn't lose them last year. Not and definitely not, you know, you know, in quick succession like they did. And so I, I understand yeah. it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess the caveat I should attach to my, I don't care what happens in the regular season. That was only when good things happen. <laughs> but they look so yeah, good, I don't go. care. But when the when the bad things happen, it definitely gives me a chance to like stop and pause. So like, like you said, my my own the only thing I want to see if it was different this year, not the only thing, but one of the bigger things was how do they how do they do on the road against the good teams? And so that one gave me a pause. But then we kind of you do a collective, like when you kind of sit back and do a collection of what you've seen through the first twelve games, and it just it feels like we're saying the same thing every time, and it's just. uh no, none of the wins look like the team that we saw last year. Um, it's just because I mean, we remember like the Jazz kind of started last year, sort of doing the same things where they would get down. Um, the they would get down, uh, um, kind of kind of big, like surprisingly, but they had those like third and fourth quarter spurts where they just would fucking just like make like seventy threes. It felt like yeah, and... it doesn't even feel like that either. It doesn't feel like they're getting down big in there coming back and winning big in those games was these huge swings where they'd be down big and they'd win big because they'd go on they'd have you know what we talked about the three-point avalanche where just it would, it would just they'd get one in the first half and the second half and it would just bury teams so it's been weird because it doesn't feel like we're really down huge deficits or having huge comebacks it's just like we're kind of getting by and it just feels like we're always saying a win is a win you know it's a good you know a win is a win it's not a great win but a win is a win i mean that's why i feel about every sacramento game right and then who else have we beaten? Um, the Hawks. No, we uh, took the Hawks. I, we did it. I guess, yeah, I guess. I guess JC played. He should only play against the Hawks. Yeah. Um, but even that, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch the Hawks game. The first one, I was in the airport. And the second one was very had a very similar feel to. We ended up winning, but the Hawks definitely hung around longer than I feel like they should. Yeah, it's. Uh... Um, it just everything just feels really weird and clunky. And I, I'm not saying it's panic mode, but I guess that's the, the you know if you dare if you dare. Um, present any any concern that it's met you know your your panic i'm not panicking it's just it's just really bizarre you well, know it's hard to and the crazy thing is that everybody either feels like they're, they with the exception of maybe a couple but you know donovan seems like he's playing better than last year already 
Rudy seems like he's playing at a different level than last year. Um, Mike Conley, maybe he's not throwing obsessed, but like you can tef- definitely tell that the impact that he has when, in the games that he's in. So, you know, that's a net positive, I would say. Um, Ingles, Boyan, Royce kind of feel the same. Like, I don't, I don't feel like they've taken like any huge steps back. Uh, and then the Jazz have um, uh, now Pas- Pascal, Pascal, um, uh, Pascal. And, uh, and uh, you know, Hassan Whiteside, you know, in their second unit. And that's looked better. You know, again, no offense to favors, but last year it felt like the Jazz were bleeding points when, when Rudy went to the bench. Um, you know, the, and, you know, I guess no offense to Tony Bradley either. Who the fuck cares? But, um, yeah, so, you know, those things that we were kind of worried about, like the one, I guess, thing that seems more of a negative last year um, is Jordan because he's, been way more inconsistent this year than he has been in his whole, you know, jazz tenure. Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. Yeah, it's definitely really inconsistent. He's been, he's been flat out bad. Like that's just that's just is what it is, and that he he's the one who like uh, really like makes me wonder. And and you know I'm on record as saying he's good and he's he's great for, he he is great for the the Jazz. And he feels a, a certain need and role for them. And um, you know I'm not the only one who's who said it on Twitter that the uh, you know think about the Jazz bench before JC and then the rebuttal to that has been you know well none of those guys are on the team anymore and that's that's a fair rebuttal. But I would say okay who in that second unit is the person who can fill up that scoring load. Because it feels a lot like that old bench, even though it's not the same guys. But who's going to take over that role if you if you right. have no JC? So he, he, he's the one that you really have to get right. Um, and and it, it's the biggest concern to me on how they get him fixed. And I don't know how you fix him, but he's the one who's got to get fixed. Because I just like him. you said, it, it, <laughs> it feels like everybody else has been okay. I mean, I'll push back that Sundery. Sometimes it still feels clanky, but there's there's a lot of good things because you know Rudy and Don are playing better than I think that we've seen them play early on the season in a long time. And there's, you know, Joe still has his moments of disappearing and not being seen. And so does Bohan, but they've also had some decent games where they're there. I think Royce is actually, I think Royce gets, should be lumped into the same category as Rudy and Donald. He's playing better than he's ever played. I mean, the guy's all over the place all the time. Yeah. But there's his, so many his, games his three point just, shooting is down. He's just I mean, everywhere. Everybody's down with three point shooting. Um, and yeah yeah but i mean he I, i'm he, he he falls in a special category to me for where he's when he's asked to do what he's supposed to do he's pretty close to being immune from criticism on my mind i mean he was no guarding, else asked uh, to do all the things he has to do he was going to sabonis tonight i mean that's that's a pretty big ask yeah. <laughs> i was like damn like i mean i mean i i was like yeah there's nobody else like that's that is who royce has to guard but man i was like man that's a the, the pacers seem like a tough matchup for the jazz like on paper i'm like turner sabonis Rajon, I was like, I was like, all right, this is a this is a pretty tough team for the Jazz to guard because, you know, your power forward is. Yeah, it hasn't been hard for everyone else who's beat their ass though. So. Yeah, and that's what, you know the Jazz lost. That's, to, what everyone, that's what everyone everyone talking about Sacramento too. They're long athletic, you know, young wings that are pesky. All right, well, God help us, don't want to see this the Kings and the those guys. But the, it's, the jazz, it's uh, just 
Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I no. It's just it's it's just one of those things, and maybe and I'm just you, you try to dig through and sort through what it is, and and it, I, I mean I mean good shooting is contagious, I think sometimes. So maybe I mean I think we had commented before that uh, you know they were still winning these games, even though even though Clarkson was struggling, and maybe he really is that big of a fulcrum. Maybe he is such a big piece that when he's coming in so cold, it's not giving that that bit of a cushion to get everyone else going i mean maybe that that's as i'm as i'm trying to therapize this with you as we work it out aloud i just can't put my finger on what's 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 so what's so off about them because um, i mean the, the shooting's been down across the league right there's sort of the the theory that the wilson ball is throwing everybody off but i mean and and here's another big thing i'm just like i mean, I mean the jazz like the, the finals two finals ago was last october that was a that was a year ago then they had an, then they had a whole se- you know then they had a short off season, another whole season, or no sorry another like mini season not a mini season but a shorter season, then the Olympics and then another short off season and now we're back to another full like we played it feels like three and a half seasons in a year. Like it hasn't I mean it felt it's felt like a lot longer than a year, but um uh, you know maybe guys are just like kind of tired like maybe everybody is just tired across the league. You know, it could be the ball, but it could just be like, hey, maybe we need to give these guys more time to rest. And maybe that will fix itself, and maybe not. Because um, we're sitting here waiting. Everybody's assuming the Jazz will get right, right? But we are 12, we are 12 games. That's more than 10, you know, 10% of the season in. You know, we're, we're, we're almost to 20% of the season, you know, a, a fourth and a fifth away into the season. And we're getting evidence that, you know, maybe that three-point shooting does, just doesn't come back. And so, you know, trying to play like last year, where we're just eventually, if you jack up, you know, what, what was the rule last year? What was the two and three rules? Twenty forty, whatever. Twenty fifty. Twenty fifty. Yeah. They threw, they threw something else in the end to keep the, their theory alive. Yeah, fifty-ish percent about defense. Yeah. Um, but like the twenty fifty, like that doesn't seem like it's uh, going to be. You know, I don't think the Jazz jacking up fifty three-point shots is going to. So I mean, you know, it worked against the Fal- uh, the Falcons, the, the Hawks, and. But I mean, their three point shooting tonight, like they they were they were just awful all across the board, all across the board. Not just not just Clarkson, like all of them, right? I guess Clarkson just sticks out because I think he went from like two for ten, you know. Um, but yeah, like I'm a, so maybe you know, maybe they're just tired. Maybe they need to like this year is sort of an asterisk year because they're all just tired. Like Rudy, Joe, most of I mean, most of I mean most of the guys, you know, Boyan. These guys played the Olympics and had like maybe a month, month and a half off when they usually are accustomed to three, three and a half months off. So that could be something because I mean, it's across the league that um, uh, shooting and stuff is, uh, is down. Um, playing those, you know, the Jazz played a, a pretty late playoff run. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, that's just something, you know, I'm just, you know, therapizing with you, obviously, thinking out loud and, um, but it does worry me. Yeah. So, you know, try, trying to play yeah. that last year, and it might not just. It might not. You know, I, I think we're all just going. It's going to click one day, like a light bulb, and like, oh yeah, cool. This is the game. They're right now. They're going to start shooting, and they might not shoot lights out all season. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess time will tell. I, you know, where I lie in the, I guess what I view as the excuses we make for them because they're all they've all gone through the same thing. Um, but I don't. Uh, that, that's that's the thing which we don't know was last year an anomaly. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. Yep. Or that, that's the, I guess that's the million dollar question that probably if I had to pick one thing that makes me most nervous was that was a one off 
greatest three-point shooting in the history of the league. I mean, that wasn't even shorter turnaround in the previous season, who? So um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess the, the biggest concern I have was what they did last year was that – because that's kind of the part that always gave, made us nervous, right? Or your old-school brain has you programmed to think, you know, you live and die by the three. Can you really sustain this? And so you have these millions of stereotypes you got to break down in your mind and you know, the things we said was they got to play a revolutionary style of basketball like no one's ever seen before because they were playing and shooting at a clip that was just simply unseen. Um, so that's, I guess that's the million dollar question. Was that an anomaly? Was that a one-off? Was that the, which is which is really truly terrifying if that's yeah. the case. Because like we're assuming that like last year and, and, you know, the Jazz have shot the three, I mean, the Jazz have wanted to shoot the three and last year was like the year that it like really clicked. Um, but you know, was like, yeah, exactly. Was last year higher, the higher average. Cause everybody's like, Oh, if so-and-so were just shooting their average, that's a, that's the thing about averages, right? Like averages can change. <laughs> um, yeah. But, and, and a few times I've seen people say, well, actually the numbers are, are okay this year. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how they compared to last year, but I just know if you, if your eyeballs watch the game and the feel of the game and the flow of the game isn't the same, the three point, the three point shot was the biggest weapon they had. Cause Again, we had we had Adam Bushman here too. And he used the same phrase we did, which was this three point avalanche. They had these they had these runs who where they'd make, you know, a three pointer is the new dunk. Like it used to be back in us old school jazz days, the, the, the slam dunk when they get our one one or two slam dunks a game, you know, because the jazz didn't dunk. It felt like it was the energy booster. But that's that's the three point shot now is the new dunk. And when a three point shot goes in, especially at home, it changes the momentum of everything. And it just seemed like to be this contagious thing where, you know, usually one or two, maybe two or three stretches in a game multiple people make a bunch of them and it's nine points, 12 points in a matter of, you know, a minute and 15 seconds. And it just, it feels like it would just crush people or it would end runs. And it just doesn't, that's not happening. And it was just, it was, it was, a it was probably, at least from my perspective, the biggest weapon in what they were doing. And that's what we asked. Can you do this in the playoffs? Cause supposedly in the playoffs, you can't get the same shots, right? That's what they tell us. So yeah, like, I, um, I, uh, I'm sorry, you give me a lot of flashbacks to Matt Harpering because I'm pretty sure that was one of his phrases was, um, uh, well, Bowler, the three-pointer is uh, as exciting as a dunk now. So, Oh, well, did you say that? Oh, I'm, I'm disgusted. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't um, listen to him, so I don't even know he'd say something like that. The, I'm really, the, I'm the quarter three really is not, upset at myself. <laughs> the quarter three is not falling for the Jazz, right? Um, I mean, the Jazz are still getting that quarter three a good you know number of times uh, during the game. But, man, it feels like you know I, it's just not dropping. Like um, uh, Pascal, Royce, Joe, Boya, all of them just like, I mean, and uh, I don't know what it is. Like, they're just not hitting that corner three, the shot that they're, you know, working so hard to get. And, um, yeah, it's hard. Like, um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess I'm uh, really all we have to say, yeah, I'm concerned. I, I feel like you're concerned. Um Again, this, it really it must be. The, it's it's really the loss of George Niang is probably what it comes down to. <laughs> the Niang gang. I mean, he's he's doing fine in in Philadelphia. So, um, and I mean, it's, if you ask certain members of of Jazz Twitter, uh, they'll tell you there's definitely <laughs> a, a correlation between that. Um, but you know, hey, you know that does bring me like we're worried about this when we shouldn't be the jazz right in four and Rudy Gay's coming back and that's going to change, you know, all the fortunes for the jazz basically um, play, play Rudy Gay 30 minutes a game. Cause that's, that'll be the fix for everything. He'll shoot. Is Rudy Gay ever really coming back? 
you know, he's like, you know, that's what they tell me. Like I'm a. a you're in the you're in the media now. You should have the inside scoop. I mean, here's the thing. You I, should be this. You should be the source, not I know from a source. I believe I believe what they tell me is true, but I also believe that my dad went out for a pack of cigarettes and he was coming back. So. Um, it's a gallon of milk, I think. <laughs> is that, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good. That's the one that's gonna get me canceled. I think. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Honestly, like, I mean, the, the re- I'm skeptical, and only because I like to be skeptical. skeptical. Um, I hope Rudy Gay, but it's just, it's, it's hard for me to go, yeah, Rudy Gay is going to fix it. Because, you know, in my mind, Rudy Gay is getting the Pascal minutes, and that's not really where the Jazz are losing the games. And so I, I said it last year with the George Yang minutes, like, you're not losing the game at, at that point, you know, where <laughs> the Jazz have to figure out. And to Quinn's credit, you know, the rotations have not been as uh, stiff this year. Um, you know, like to, like today, uh, tonight's game against the Pacers, he was going to ride Rudy um, uh, all through the fourth quarter um, until, you know, he got ejected. <laughs> Quinn Snyder tried to get ejected. Like, I, I'm surprised he didn't. Like, I'm a, it's, it's very weird uh, that he didn't because he was going after. That was, that, that was definitely his whole, that was, he was definitely the biggest hold me back bro of all of them. The rest of them seemed pretty <laughs> legit. And I pat him on the back for at least standing up the best way they knew how. But yeah, yeah you're right. Quinn's was definitely holding me back, bro. It's like, no, you're a little late for the party, my friend. <laughs> like, you, you, there's, a, there's a lot of that on the Twitter that, that people get fired up about. That they don't think that Quinn sticks up for his guys enough. And I don't know anything, I don't know enough right, about right. that to know. Which is, which is what funny. That really uh, even means Quinn Satter. Because I don't me. remember Quinn Satter hates being late to a party too. So yeah, he's used, well. I mean, <laughs> nobody cares about being late, but he definitely gets his money worth while he's there. That's true. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it, I think it was funny that uh, I was listening to the Gen Z podcast like earlier in the week or last week. I can't remember, but they 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 accidentally stumbled into a Mizzou conversation about. Quinn Snyder and like think I think they quickly tried to get out of it and said that's not that there that's something to the effect that, that that's we probably shouldn't mention here on our podcast. All I can think was yeah, that's more our wheelhouse. Yeah, like like at least uh, leave leave that top for us, the, uh, the, Brian. The okay. for, Don't worry, we'll yeah. take care of that for you guys. We're the TMZ. We're definitely the TMZ <laughs> of the Jazz Pod Co-op. Uh, we don't we don't we don't have any problems mixing it up and saying the wrong things. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, um, season four, season four, we just let loose. We're like like fuck it, you know, four letter words. We'll do whatever we want now. So yeah, you know, as I was trying to find a positive spin as I was stumbling around my house, you know. Uh, you know, Mark, Mark is always good about trying to be so positive about things. So we tried, you know, with his positive influence, I, I thought maybe, maybe the real blessing in disguise here is that the jazz allows some struggles and will force us to make a trade and a move, you know? So. And, you know, it, it really is. Cause like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the, one of the concerns, right. Was like, Hey, backup point guard, right. If, if my colleague goes down again, we saw how, how much that hurt the jazz last year. Um, you know, just slotting Donovan and Joe in there didn't work, obviously. Um, and it was like, okay. And they, they went and got Jared Butler, who, you know, admittedly, I thought he looked really good in preseason. I thought that meant something. But, you know, we get to real NBA time, and I'm like, oh, all right, well, fuck, you know. No, no, and, and I don't know. I, I don't think Jared Butler is a bad player. I just think for where the Jazz are right now, like, you're not going to, you can't develop Jared Butler the way that to make him a superstar. It's just, you know, you can't give him 25 to 30 minutes to go out there, have the ball in his hand, and learn all that stuff on the fly. Uh, we talked about, you know, going to the G League and all that stuff and if that would help or not. But sometimes this game is just about, you know, D- Donovan, rookie year, was really good. But he also got to play 30 minutes a game, and 
he's obviously a much better player now because he got a lot, you know, sometimes it's just reps. You got to get reps in. So the Jazz are just not in a position to give Jared Butler reps. And, you know, I don't know if that's going to be great for Jared Butler in his career, but it also means the Jazz have a problem this year that they still have to, uh, you know, I, I, you know, nothing against Trent Forrest, nothing against Jared Butler. If Mike Holly goes down, the Jazz are the Jazz are still fucked. So th- there's that, you know. So trade deadline, maybe I don't know. Um, is this one of the things? Yeah, that no, I, I was I was more just trying to get a little poke in there. Right, like we we, we talked talk. and, and, and Mark and Mark for not joining us again. I try to I try to flirt with him all the time and get him to join us, and he always has some reason. I know. Like oh, and stuff and, kids, yeah. I'm drinking. I don't want to. But he'll be out, he'll, he'll be out there tweeting when we get off this. You watch him, so then it's just lying to us. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be on your depressing podcast. That's basically you know all his that's, excuses. That's pretty much what it is. He doesn't want to be associated with our brand. That's um, um, you know that's which smart. is smart. We that's are smart. we yep. are being canceled. So yeah, um, the uh, the um. You know, the trades are always funny too to me too. I just it's it's just funny because it's just none of it's really like realistic. Like it's so far out that none of it makes any sense. It's not like like you don't. I mean, that's the thing about the Jazz. I was I was big last year. Like I was there. You know, we were we were definitely driving the trade bogey train. Like right, like make the move, make the changes. And like I just don't know. I don't know that there's a move out there that you get something in return that really does it for you. You know, I just don't think it exists. Um, I think you have to just figure out how to work it with this team. Yeah. I mean, you trade, you trade Jordan Clarkson for what? Like someone else who does the same thing as him. So why would someone make that trade? Well, like, for- why would you just trade the same thing for the same thing? And like, I, and, and here's, and here's my pushback on the perimeter defense. You know, how you fix the perimeter defense. You all fucking try. <laughs> that's how you, that's how you fix the perimeter defense. You fucking try. Um, like that's 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 the funniest thing to me is like how do we fix the perimeter defense? How do we trade for it? No, you just try. You try to play defense, or you actually play defense. Like it's just it's and I guess I don't know. There's the, I don't think I don't know I don't know what exists that makes them better. I just yeah. don't know what it is. I, um, and, and the reason we were or let's say I was on the trade bogey train last year is because like it was just one of those, like he has the most value that Jazz can get something else for him. And for me, it's always like okay, so. If someone's eighty percent offense but twenty percent defense, can you get away with trading someone, you know, at the eighty twenty ratio to get somebody at the sixty forty ratio? Like to give up a little bit of the offense, but to gain enough of the defense that maybe it makes more sense. But that I don't want to get into that. You know, that's too far of a rabbit hole to get down there. Yeah, I don't even know who those I don't even know who those people are. Man, Harrison Barnes would have been nice. Um <laughs> Black Falcon. He's off to a hell of a start uh, this year. Yeah, he's uh yeah, that, that King's team is uh is interesting. Um I mean not as though that ever really existed, but it was still right. our it was still my it was still my greatest pipe dream. Right. It just um, it's just one of those things that like, at least we throw we're throwing it out there. And again, we, we knew it wasn't gonna happen. It was just nice to talk about theoretically, can the jazz get better? Like the the the, the, the whole trade talk was like yeah, you, you're going to lose a lot of the spacing that you get with Bogey, but you gain a little bit of different offense from Barnes, maybe keep some of that spacing, but you also need to get you know some more athleticism and yada yada. Anyway, again, going down the rabbit hole. Championship uh, experience. Champ, championship. Uh, so um, I, I haven't this, – this is completely unrelated to this, and maybe I'm just looking for a chance to be pissed off at people. But um, So we the, the Warriors, right? This has got nothing to do with the Jazz, but the Warriors, I mean – does does it appear as though people are, are like really going after the Warriors as not being that good, or what's the what's the what's the pulse? So I, um, I haven't been as active on the Twitter lately as I should, but I, I assume that everyone thinks that, that that the Warriors aren't good and they've got a soft schedule. So that, I mean, they they've been out of California once. They're one 
away mm-hmm. game outside of California was, was against Oklahoma City. So, and like the other two away games were against or the Lakers and the Clippers. Then they also had seven home games or whatever, or eight home games. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, uh, as Tony Jones would say, 10 and 1 is 10 and 1. Um, they've had wins in there, and their team does look better. Like, the, their depth has taken a huge jump from last year, uh, which is sort of what I was kind of saying. Like, I, I didn't think their depth was very good, and their depth, was, I mean, they're not even playing Wiseman anymore right now. Like, he's in the G League rehabbing, I think. So, um, they just, their depth has gotten better, and that's really helped them. They're probably going to be a top, you know, probably four team, five team in the West, but we'll see. We'll see what happens in, in 10 days, like, or 10 games. Maybe everybody's right. Maybe. Maybe their schedule was so soft that once once it starts uh, biting back at them, they they won't be able to to do it. But you know the Jazz. I, I, it's one of the excuses. I, I don't know the Jazz. Hard schedule or not, I think they should have at least won. I think they should have beat the Magic and the Pacers. But you know, losing to the Pacers at home, there's no excuse for that. So, I mean, there's there shouldn't be any excuses for what happened um, uh, with the Jazz and Pacers today. Um, as you pivot from jazz to make you feel better, Logan, uh, what's your favorite Taylor? What's your favorite Taylor song? No, I don't think I have them. I think I lost them. In the, I lost them all in the, in the divorce. I don't think I was giving any of those. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, um, Tiffany, did, Tiffany did love for Taylor. So um, yeah, so I, I don't have any. They're all gone. And, and that's and that's fine. You know, if if you're, if you're too too afraid to admit it, that's fine. Um, I well, I mean, recognize them as they're coming out of your mouth, but I just can't. I don't. If you're putting me on the spot and ask me to give you one, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know too, the names of them. We need to, we need to like um, recruit a singer on this podcast so that they, they can sing it um, uh, to us, so we we know what they are. I know we need just to recruit people. Period on here. We haven't had a single guest on all year. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I think I'm um, recording uh, Thursday night at midnight is is actually a really bad idea. <laughs> we might yeah, have our, our guy. Our our guy there was wanting to get on tonight too. Just ignored him. I told him that you and Jared hated him. So oh well, well fuck. I'm, you know our Baxter buddy. Uh, what, what, what? Who is it? Oh my god! There's a baby getting eaten by a shark in this video. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, as we wind down here, Logan. Um, uh, so I mean, the Jazz. Uh, so they're gonna play the Heat. I don't know if Jimmy Butler got hurt in the Laker game, a, a, a game the Heat lost. Um, I don't know if he is. They lost. They lost again tonight the, to the Clippers too. No, oh, well, I mean, I, I believe they lost five of their last six. There's only one win in that mix. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, four of the last the, the five. Heat, the Heat are the Heat are pretty good. Uh, I mean, they're like one of the top. They they are um uh, you know a top five offensive and defensive efficiency team. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, um uh, they've just got you know they got a lot of shooters. Like their team looks built like they they look <laughs> like we were really wrong about the bubble heat being a thing. Like they they actually might be a thing. Um, so that's well. Uh, more more importantly, they've risen in my personal power rankings of douchiest team from number three to number one. So oh, that's nice. really yeah. That, we, that that team has a lot of really hateable guys on it. Yeah, we need to get, uh, we need to get these articles up. Yeah, there's a lot of douchey players on that team, and I did not like Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler is a major douchebag, and uh, I think I think I made this reference once before. Jimmy Butler is like the kind of guy who would like be banging your girlfriend, but like try to tell you how it's all okay and it's cool, man. It's all right. It's no big deal, you know. Like it's it's not a big deal. It's just you know, it's fine. It's just, we're still friends, right? Like that's that's Jimmy Butler, like convincing you somehow, some way that he's it's okay that he's banging your girlfriend. Um, hashtag, but that's a hashtag Linus Kaiser. Linus Kleiser, Kleiser, Kleiser. Yeah. Kleiser. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so the the Jazz and the Heat, um, we'll see. I mean, it, 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 again, it's, it's one of those, it's catch-22. Um, if you're feeling 22, I don't know about you, but uh, if the Jazz like beat the Heat without Jimmy Butler, doesn't really count as a full-strength win. If they lose to the Heat, then, oh, oh boy, you know, things are starting to like fall apart for the Jazz here. Uh, they also got the 76ers coming into town, so... We'll see. I mean, for me at this point, even if they beat the even if they beat the the, the Heat without Jimmy Butler, it counts at this point because it's been just so choppy and weird. <laughs> like, I, if, if they win and they play their style of basketball, then I would take it. Yeah. I would count that one. I mean, yeah. it still doesn't check the box. I mean, and, and that that, that is style. that is assuming, of course, uh, Rudy, Joe, and Donovan uh, don't get suspended for the game. Um, it does sound like it's not, um, uh, you know, likely. However, that's you know. I, mean, I think Joe might catch some. Yeah, the, the, the shove to the official, you know, accident or not. I don't. I think it was the accident, not accident. Like I think he. Yeah, he's I mean, pretend like he didn't do it on purpose. Right. But well, the poor reporter, purpose. the the referees have deemed it um, incidental or uh, not intentional, I guess already. But again, you know, that's it was an hour after game time, versus tomorrow when they will have a lot of people looking at the videos and stuff. So. We'll see. I hope they I hope they continue with that theory, but I don't believe it. Um, yeah. It was accident. Like, hey, I did. Oh, oh, wow! I didn't mean to do that. He like shows the actual shit. Sh- like kicks him the balls a little bit while he's standing up. Just we've seen like, what happens when Joe Ingles is not on the Jazz. Like when he gets kicked out, the Jazz um, have not a good record uh, uh, when that happens. So self destruct. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. It's just it's, it's been a weird. I've got some shout outs too. Maybe just to lift my spirits. Probably not. But <laughs> we'll see if my mom's. My mom's. Oh yes. Uh, wait, hold on. Let's, uh, I... Let me introduce. Let me introduce the um, uh, the segment. And now um, our segment. Um, uh, Marnay's produce corner. Okay. Oh, Marnay's produce corner. She's gonna love that. Dude. <laughs> she she uh, she tweeted at me or texted me. She doesn't tweet. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> if she tweeted um, not because she can tweet because she thinks she could find me. But um, <laughs> she texted me the other day and said, "When do I get the next episode of the High Notes?" Like she was eager for it. Um, and she just, you know, she needed you guys to satisfy her, her, her hunger and thirst. Yeah, tell her I apologize. Yeah. Like we recorded, Jared and I recorded the episode on Sunday. I didn't even get it up to Wednesday. I was like, this, this, yeah. and like at that point, I'm like, this fucking episode is way too old. Like it, shit has happened that is so outdated already, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll put it up there. Who, nobody listens. So, I mean, except for Marnay. So who cares? Yeah. But speaking of people who seem, well, that's not true. It appears as though there was somewhere in a Twitter thread from a little while ago that Doug Insty from the twos and threes wife loves the oh, high notes right, right, so right, right. uh there's a few women that we do satisfy uh. um, from time to time so <laughs> um i speaking of the jazz pod co-op co-op you know we see to shout out our boy alan martindale like that dude is just like doing the lord's work when it comes to promoting the jazz pod co-op he's always listening he's always giving feedback he's always yeah, it's, tweeting it's, the stuff out yeah it's, like like a, is just it's te- a love story with uh with us and them yeah i love i love dog and dudes they're fantastic um you know, they're just out there. He's always he's just doing all the great stuff. Um, the rest of this is all very much like self-fulfilling stuff for me. Um, you know, on uh, Jazz Twitter, Lucho, um, he told me he loved my Abby with the socks. He says he's been thinking about it for a while and just never had the time to say it. So I appreciate him saying he loves my Abby. No one's ever said that to me before. Um, you know, Bebop FZ, always there in the mix. I don't know why I haven't shouted him out before. He's always there you know, contributing in the right ways, um, getting my incredibly terrible sense of humor. Um, Utah Jazzman 47, I'm going to go ahead and assume that's in reference to AK-47. <laughs> um, 
just uh, told me he agrees with almost everything I say, so that gets you a shout-out on the podcast. Um, Livestrong829 told me his favorite part of the Jazz better than the games is um, my recaps of the game. So, again, that gets you a shout-out and a hug in real life if we ever see you. Everything else you, hear, everything else you hear is bullshit, so. Yeah, that's true. And then also of that same vein, let me find my – I guess I saved these names so I wouldn't lose them. Uh, you know, Jeff Basinger, I probably butchered his name, but uh, J and M plus six. And also Nico Obrey. He's at O-B-R-A-Y. Nick also said this is the favorite, the, the recaps of the favorite part of their game, too. So whatever we can do to just, like, take away Jimbo Fisher's sticks and take my oh, stick, God. we're all for that. So Jimbo Redding. Let's see if we, J- Jim, what, what I call him, Jimbo Fisher? Sure. <laughs> Even better, Jimbo Fisher. Bring on that SEC heat. I don't give a shit. Um and then my last one is, is um, at Matty G for three. Oh yeah, um, he's he helps keep alive my. Uh, we have we we. I don't longer do the Kobe tweets every day for reasons that are. Uh, someday view. I'll go. <laughs> so, so someday I'll go on that rant. Personal um, about yes. what, Yeah, it's just it got tired of just people. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> he still occasionally he asked me why I don't do him anymore because he was a daily. Yeah. participant and i just told him why and he you know now he dms me random kobe gifts throughout the week <laughs> which i which i appreciate but Gift gifts. um someday someday like the, i think i've already dipped my toe in the rudy rants a little bit um and someday i'll go on the, the kobe rant but i've got to be truly inspired and the jazz just sucked the life out of me tonight so now's not the time for my kobe rant uh, no more uh so that's the end of shout outs so no more blank spaces on your shout out list um, nope. Nope. uh, I will say, so like Valerie of Ohio, um, uh, you know, you and I actually know Valerie personally and, but she's, we were in their wedding. She we were in her first wedding. We were. Week. Yeah. Like, um, uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember if I was in the line for that one or not. I don't, I don't remember. I don't think so, but I, I think I oddly wasn't, I don't know. No yeah. one really seemed to know why. And right. I didn't know either. I, I, if, if I, if I wasn't in the line, I was like, I, I was like the first alternate, I would say, um, but yeah, so um, uh, yeah, like we're, we're really close. To, so she was, we were just talking because she's gonna come visit in, in spring or whatever. Because like now she's like, I know all these people from Twitter, and she goes, um, uh, she goes, she's she's jazz adjacent Twitter, right? Because she's she, uh, she's sort of a jazz fan. I don't know if she's a real jazz fan. Like she, I don't, I bet she doesn't watch games, right? But mm-hmm. all of jazz Twitter knows who she is. But like, I guess whenever they start talking to her or DM her or whatever. Um, she's like, oh, do you know? And she goes, do you know me? Because, uh, you know, that's how we kind of got connected to this whole thing. And nobody knows who I am, but they all know who she is. So there we go. That's sounds just, about right. Sounds yeah. about right for Twitter. Yeah, just like, I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, hey, that's the life of the internet, uh, life of being an internet, you know, guy that gives nothing to the world. Like, I, I give people nothing, so why would they, you know, I'm not, I'm not anybody that's ingrained in Utah Twitter. So there well, it is. I mean, more, I mean, more importantly, I think that, you know, if we go back to the the Squatch Pod, what do we even call it? Um, Sasquatch Sports. Sasquatch Sports. I mean, we we brought her on. I think that's where we first brought up soaking. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, we did. It's not the first time we brought it up, but it was the first time we talked about it heavily, and it was in every episode after that. Yeah. Um, she inspired the soaking, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, a year later, it was all the rage, right? Everyone was yeah. talking about soaking like it was a new thing. I'm like, no, no kids. Uh, Squatch Pod. Listen up. And Squash we didn't pod. even start soaking. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh boy, we've done. And we, we, and we, and I mean, there's been some back and forth on whether soaking is real or not. Soaking definitely happens. <laughs> do I think it? Do I think it happens that like everyone does it all the time? No, but there's definitely some little little creeps out there who are definitely like 
Yeah. Like, I'm a, like I'm a, when I saw a TikTok about soaking, I was like, I was like what is this? <laughs> I was like, like with the, the girl yeah. jumping on the, the roommates so they could create friction. Do you remember yeah, that? That's, yeah, that's impressive problem solving. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. True. Like, oh, okay. So you guys are okay. Uh, just, uh, another rabbit hole that we're running out of time and. You know, one day Squatch. One day when I just have unlimited time to uh, to edit podcasts, we'll have Squatch pods. We'll have dating pods. We'll have, you know, you know this jazz, this semi non successful. Did you say gang? Did you say gang pods? Like about sure. Why not? Why the fuck not? (laughs) So just gangs fighting. uh, uh, Thanks to Marnay for always listening. Um, I hope the Harmonist Produce section is uh, uh, producing well. So thanks uh, for Doug Hensy's wife loving our pod. Whatever your name is. Yeah. Uh, Lady Hinsky. I would say I'm. Uh, that feels really scandalous to Lady, say. Lady Hinsky. Uh Thanks to Mark for having kids and just never being able to come on. I guess apparently, apparently he, he's he said he's coaching his uh, kids' soccer game right now. So, who knows? Yep. They uh, play late in they play they play, they play play late in the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they uh, can, Thursday man. night Thursday night Veterans Day <laughs> Veterans Day. Oh yeah, uh-huh. well, that's, well, that's the underappreciated part. We it's it was very clear that the Jazz hate the troops. They didn't show up for them tonight, did they? <laughs> they just truly. Really, that was a tweet that I kept in the chamber because yeah. I didn't want to deal with that tonight. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh boy, uh, like here we here we go. Um, yeah, so I'm a Jazz. There, there we go, Taylor Swift. I'm a Where do you to... think Jared's at? Um, uh, you know, we have we. He's do... not guarding Persian princesses we, anymore, or whatever it was, right? right. What was his deal? Who was he? He was guarding some princesses for a while. It was crazy. Um. Yeah. Like. Um. But we do have. I mean. Should we. Should we. Like. Release our DMs about where Jared is. Or. I don't know. I. I haven't seen him. So someone check to see if he's still kicking. If he's alive. And. Yeah. Well, you know. I have no idea. If he. If he's. If he. If he's soaking right now. Let, let him be. Let him be. I thought we. Were, I, I was disappointed in Jared. I thought he was going to give us some big long Joe Ingles rant, and we never got. You guys never. He never delivered on that for you last week. Oh, yeah, I was I hoping for some some Joe Ingles. I think I may have just. So said, I didn't get it. I guess I maybe I was not the right partner for for that rant. <laughs> like I re-listened up, and I'm like, oh, I think he wanted a little more than that, but that was all I had. Uh, the energy I had, you know, the Jazz hadn't fired me up like they did tonight. You gave so. the same effort the Joe Ingles is, which is about half. Yeah, well, you just weren't there today. So yeah, it's fine. there you go. I mean, the Jazz. I'm, I'm giving. I'm giving. I'm giving the Jazz effort. Whatever the Jazz give out, that's the effort I give. So. Yeah, that feels about like the general tone of this podcast. Is it mm-hmm. feels like the, uh, I think I called the Orlando Magic game. It felt like mandatory overtime, and that's what this feels like too. Sometimes, yeah. So. <laughs> there we go. Well, I guess we reached the end game. Then, I right, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. The end game. <laughs> Logan, not Jared. It's like, oh, weird. You expected Jared Bear to be in there. Yeah. Wasn't anyone it was crazy. It's legit just sitting on top of this, like, cup. <laughs> so. It's impressive. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh right. damn. You got the mic and everything. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, the mic just sitting on top of but You got to be ingenious about this stuff sometimes. So. If they suck for a prolonged period of time, though, then, then it all goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs>